0: Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. If English is your second language and you've recently moved to an English-speaking country, this is the episode for you. I am joined by the wonderful Elizabeth who moved from Colombia to Canada in 2016. She chats with us about her experience with new and unexpected insecurities about herself and her accent when she first arrived. But
1: when you are from a country where people don't speak English and you move to an English speaking country, then you kind of think like, oh, I'm not making friends because I am not good with English or because my English or my accent is too strong. So all these insecurities come to to play jokes on you, (laughs) to just play games. And the same thing for like a job. You're like, oh, I didn't get this job because I'm from Colombia. I didn't get this job because I'm from India or because, you know, like and you start like building all these insecurities that have absolutely nothing to do with the reason why you didn't get it. Your accent is part of who you are. It's part of your identity and there's nothing embarrassing about it.
0: Together, we discuss what it's like growing up in the coffee axis of Colombia, how to set the right expectations for your big move, and how to unapologetically embrace who you are. Let's start the show. Hi, Elizabeth. It's so good to finally meet you. How are you?
1: Hi, Kate. Good to meet you too. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good and relaxed. Today was my free day, so I am feeling good. I'm very happy to be here. Thank
0: you. Yay, it's so good to have you. I'm sick with jealousy right now because my fiancé Isaac is about to go to the Dominican for his (gasps) boys' trip, (gasps) so I'm just going to be watching him pack later with a silent tear falling down my face. No, no, (laughs) no. Left here in the snow. Hashtag jelly. Oh, totally. Oh, how dare he? Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: So you are engaged. I am, yes. Oh, well, congratulations. I did not know that. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Thank you. It was back in 2019, obviously, with the pandemic (sighs) and everything, it's like the... The longest
1: engagement pandemic just came and changed lives completely holy moly it did. put everything it out it did
0: yeah and at least now we can get abroad and i my turn will come isaac yes
1: you know what i think we're out of the woods almost almost out of the woods at least we're on the
0: way out there, i know you hope. can see the light yeah exactly. i think i've said that about 10 times the past two years though <laughs> but this time we mean it yes absolutely <laughs> Yeah. Have you managed to, to go on vacation at all during this pandemic? No, or are you still... not at all. And I don't even oh.
1: want to even consider it because uh, I don't know, I just get afraid, like, what if I get stuck outside, blah, blah, right. blah, and I have to pay like for my own health insurance or for, for my own, like, you know, like, if anything happens and I'm there. No, I was like, no, 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 fine. My friends in Colombia are like, when are you coming back? And I'm like, aren't we in the middle of a pandemic? Like, what do you mean coming <laughs> yeah. back? I'm not traveling. One day. Yeah. yeah
0: exactly. It just it just shows you how much we took it for granted, where you could just hop on a plane, go anywhere especially privileged people like me with certain passports and literally anywhere, you know, no just a visa or whatever you need. And now it's all these different things you need and, yeah, the worry of being stuck places.
1: Yeah, Oof. and just because you go there and enjoy it, like maybe you want to go to a very nice place that's closed because of the pandemic. Maybe they're, they are understaffed. So I think the ex- experiences you're going to have are different. So I really just want to wait a little mm-hmm. until I go back to traveling.
0: Yeah, that'll be like the ultimate celebration. Exactly. Like a re- it's like a reward. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Well, there is no shortage of warmth where you are from. Beautiful Mm Colombia. We had a great guest from Colombia back in season one, David Mendoza. I'm not sure if you know him. He's he's all over LinkedIn as a career coach. But yeah, it's been a while. So I'm excited to chat about Colombia again and continue to live vicariously through you guys. (laughs) I love everything about Colombia and that contagious energy that you guys bring. So yeah, whereabouts in Colombia did you grow up?
1: Well... Uh, no, I don't know, David, but I, it sounds like a person that I would definitely like to follow. Um, so I am from the center of Colombia, kind of like the mountains of Colombia. So mm-hmm. it's like around, we call it the coffee aches. So there's like um, a lot of mountains, there's a lot of coffee being produced there and oh wow yes so so so
0: like heaven on earth basically it's exactly heaven (laughs) on earth
1: whenever i describe my city and they're like so okay so it's funny because whenever people ask me about summer and because they see me hiding from the sun or whatever they're like wait a minute what kind of colombian are you don't you love summer and i'm like no i lived (laughs) in the mountains of colombia not in the coast Uh it only got warmer like up to 24 25 tops colder 10 15 degrees it was a really nice weather so the food when the weather is that nice the food is amazing so that's basically around the area where i live so it's funny because whenever people are shocked by me hating summer i'm like no i lived in an awesome weather so
0: exactly and you guys you don't have real seasons right not like we experience anyway in this part of the world you just kind of have dry they seasons, do have seasons. exactly
1: dry and raining and uh yeah only like the very highest peaks of certain areas do get a little bit of snow but just because of the altitude not, nothing else like that's why <laughs> people say that that's why Latinos are so well known for being late for stuff. Because we don't kind of like have to prepare for a season, you know, like we don't know the rush of like, oh, no, if I don't harvest my food, I'm not going to have anything for winter times. It's like, no, I mean, if I don't do it today, I will do it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of thing.
0: No rush. Yeah, take your time. Do you prefer it that way or do you like having these four clear seasons that we see here in Canada?
1: It's definitely a different mentality. I would like to say that I would much rather the four seasons because it prepares you for something to look forward to Mm -hmm. when the weather is always the same you don't really think of it you it just becomes part of the picture or whatever but when you are like oh it's summer oh it's exciting oh I'm gonna get my decorations out oh I'm gonna get my winter clothes out or my summer clothes out I don't know I think like there's something interesting about that that I didn't grow up with so I think I enjoy this a lot better
0: Interesting. Cool. Yeah, because you always want what you can't have. And the grass is always greener. So I'm like, oh, imagine you if you just lived in these countries where it's hot all the time.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: nice. Well, it's not though you're busting that stereotype. So <laughs> At like least that. for me, I
1: be- many people get traumatized by the weather here. And a lot of people hate winter. And I actually just want to learn to love it. No, I like winter more than I like summer. So
0: Oh, you're one of those. I am one Strange. of those. I know weird. Strange. Can't I can't get on board with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now people are disconnecting from the podcast. They're like, Okay, no, no
0: that's it. That's it. Go Who is this person? No. No,
1: not normal. <laughs> no, I, ca- I think that when it's cold, you can put on a sweater. If it's colder, you can put on another sweater, another gear. Mm-hmm. But when it's hot and humid and disgusting and you're sweating, there's nothing you can do. You just mm-hmm. take off your clothes and you're still hot. Right. And let's jump in the pool or in the ocean or in the lake.
0: Yeah, I see that for sure. Canadian summers are intense for sure. Like the temperatures and the humidity, it's it's up there. Oh, my God. And then if I think I agree, like I think I prefer the fall or autumn. Um, But if we could just remove that impending winter doom, then it would be like the perfect season because I feel like in the fall, I'm just like, oh, winter is coming. coming. (laughs) No, and the
1: winter blues. Like the the, the problem, I, I believe, is that. Winter sometimes has a lot of days without sun. So then it's like dark one day, and then dark the other, and then dark the other, and then your hope slowly dies. It's like, are we ever going to see the sun again? (laughs) If that could be, if that could go away, that would be nice,
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: It would make winter more enjoyable because it's pretty.
0: Yes, it is. And there's more to do when it's snowing. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) So what's your favorite memory from growing up in Colombia? Paint the picture for us. What's it like?
1: Hmm. Favorite memory of growing up? Maybe visiting my cousins who lived in the city. I, I grew up in a small town until I was like 10. And then I moved to a city. But when I was little, I really liked visiting my cousins in the city and visiting aunts and uncles. I think that if you asked me, one of the things I miss about Colombia is just how easy it is to travel, right? If you're having a, I don't know, like a bad month or whatever, you just take a plane, go to the coast, spend a weekend in the coast, come back rejuvenated, renovated and ready for more challenges. And that's kind of nice. And traveling around Canada is kind of like expensive.
0: And long and And boring. You can just sit on a highway for four hours and nothing to see or do. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And then an airplane ticket is expensive. It's like with that same money, I could go somewhere else around the world. So Mm. So, yeah, I, I kind of like the, the how easy it was to travel and I, I do miss that.
0: What city did you visit, your family?
1: Um, Pereira. That's basically where, where I grew up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's called Pereira. And, and it was a small... Have you ever heard of Medellin? Medellin. No. Which is I one of like the yes. most popular cities of Colombia. It's not the capital, mm-hmm. but it's one of the most popular cities. My city is like a smaller version of that.
0: Okay. So it's nice. nice. Right. Lots of coffee, obviously, because you're in the coffee act.
1: Lots of coffee, <laughs> lots to do.
0: Lots of tourists? or
1: Lots of tourists nowadays, not bef- not back when, but now it's insane. And uh, Colombians, I don't know if you know, but Colombians don't drink coffee the same way that Canadians drink it. Like we don't, okay. we don't, we don't, it's not, it's, it's not, um... We don't need it to survive, right? We don't Exactly. It's not fuel. It's just like a more like a social thing. Like, hey, do you want to get together for coffee tomorrow at four or whatever? And many times you end up not e- even drinking coffee. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and in the mornings, you just have like a small, maybe your parents or your grandparents would did this more like they would have like a small little sh- shot or like coffee. It wasn't an espresso. It wasn't, we don't believe in this whole thing. Don't talk to me before my coffee or else I'll snap. Uh. No, no. <laughs> we don't line up. Uh, in a drive-thru for a coffee.
0: Oh my gosh. I have never seen so many cars in a drive-thru with Tim Hortons in Canada and all all hours of the day. I'm like, it's 8 p.m. guys. Like what? (laughs) You need your double doubles.
1: I know it's like six in the morning. Six in the morning, you could go at three, you could go at two on a Sunday, Monday, on a holiday, even it's always packed for us. It's not like that, but also in the winter. What else do you do? It's kind of nice to just like, oh, if you're going on a trip or whatever, it's good, nice to have like your nice and warm beverage with you. And Mm, yeah, yeah. I kind of get it. It's cultural, but for us, it's more social.
0: What do you think of coffee in Canada? The taste of it? Tim Hortons? Are you part of the craze? Okay.
1: So when I first came here and I didn't know what to expect, for some reason, I thought coffee was going to be just like in Colombia, you know, like the taste, the the level of... um. Oh, what is it? How toasted it was. How, you know, like mm-hmm. the level of, oh my goodness, the intensity and acidity and everything. So I thought it was going to be the same. But then, so I ordered a black coffee at Tim Hortons.
0: Oh God.
1: That was my very first time. I was like, I like black coffee. So I order a black coffee. And I was like the worst decision. One of the worst decisions. Top three oh. for sure that I've made in my life.
0: <laughs> shivers right
1: now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? My drinking, but but I've learned to love it, and I actually like their vanilla latte. I'm a fan of the vanilla latte, and I'm a fan of the cold brew with vanilla cream in the summer. It's delicious.
0: So just make up for the the coffee with all the sugar. Just put all all sugar of
1: of all time if you don't think about it. (laughs) <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> no.
0: She says that she <laughs> sips her coffee. I, I said, can I said see si- you.
1: no, my tea. I'm a tea drinker, actually. Oh, okay. I drink tea. Right. I learned that I am a tea drinker. I'm not so much of a coffee drinker. It it like it makes my anxiety worse. <laughs> yeah. it, make, it makes me very anxious when I have a coffee first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Oh, no. No, no, that's oh a bad gosh. idea. I can
0: imagine, actually. Because as I mentioned before, Colombians, you, you guys are known for just being so happy and energetic. And I absolutely love that. Because obviously... Despite, you know, the GDP of the country and like other struggles, you know, with drug yeah. trade, for example, I think that's just so refreshing that there is such a focus on friendship and positivity and celebration. And um yeah, you're, you're the perfect example. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> uh, I wonder if it's the
1: weather, too. Like the weather's always nice. So you're not you're not grumpy because oh, it's going to be it's going to be winter for six months.
0: <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, if, I don't know. You don't need the coffee. You're all good. No, exactly. I don't need the coffee so much. <laughs> Have you found that energy is matched in Canada? What's your experience been like adjusting to Canadian culture and their their kind of personalities and way of being?
1: <laughs> this is a really good question. It was a shock. Definitely a culture sh- a culture shock. Um because people live on a more like a quiet kind of mentality, you know, like mm-hmm. whereas Latinos are more like no. Let's get it done. Let's do it. When can we do it? No, we, we will do it. No, but when? Can we do it tomorrow? <laughs> can we do it, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, no, let's go, 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 go. We're like as if we were high on uh, coffee all the time, but we're not. <laughs> mm. um, so so it, it's definitely different. Uh, festivities, for sure, were like a traumatizing thing for me because I am like used to the loudness, the music, the drinking, the dancing, right? And um, here it was more like, all right, let's play cards. Let's eat food, very good food, by the way. But let's play. Let's play cards. And I was like, "It's December thirty first. I do not <laughs> need to be playing cards." Bring me a shot. Play some Sarcastic music.
0: Flow of the thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that was definitely definitely different, and it took some adjustment to to understand mm. the culture. But it wasn't bad, you know what? Like when we move to a new place, we need to acknowledge that we are. We are, we have, we have to learn to adapt and to work with what we have as opposed to sitting in disbelief and thinking that you wish you were somewhere
0: else. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely.
1: Right. So it's more, more enjoyable. If I believe that if I had been like my mental health had been in the right place when I moved to Canada, I would have enjoyed those years a lot more than I did. I spent I feel that I spent a lot of time complaining and wondering why things weren't different, wishing I worked with my friends. Uh, you know, wishing things were different and in reality, like there was nothing I could have done. I can't change culture. So why not just like the radical acceptance of that? So
0: Yes, I couldn't agree more, and it's that trap that I think the majority of us fall into. I know I've I've spoken to a few people on this podcast that it just all clicked when they landed, right? And that's amazing. That's I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. And you are the minority, you lucky devils. But for for the most of us, we have these weird. You know, expectations of the experience. And there's no point in going into the experience with expectations because you'll, it'll never live up to that. And, and to compare as well, I always say this like, comparison is the killer, like what you were saying. yeah Never look back, just, just look forward. Yeah. yeah. So
1: it's the best way to be disappointed is expect, expectations because it's never going mm. to live up to them. So just better to have none and be surprised.
0: Yeah. yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. roll with the punches <laughs> exactly okay so Colombia to Canada let's hear it you moved here back in 2017 was it 2016 2016
1: yes so nice. this year will be my sixth year in Canada actually oh and, wow um, you got me beat yeah it was uh so it was 2016 I met a wonderful Canadian in Colombia we were both we're both teachers. And he was working at the school where I was working, too. And we met there. Uh, it was funny because we met. And the day after, I was gone because my contract was gone. So I met him the day before I left the school. Oh, no. <laughs> and then never, never again. And then eventually, we, we knew someone in common. And then we kind of talked again. And anyway, so we were in Colombia for four years. We, we lived together in Colombia for four years. Then we moved to Canada. And so basically the reason why I moved to Canada was because of that love story that unfortunately ended up being a really, really good friend story. So not unfortunately, I mean, it just changed, right? It ended up being a really, really good friend story. We're still friends. We remain friends. We very much love each other. We are still in touch. Aww. But yeah, our relationship is no longer um, there. Uh, we're, we're just friends.
0: And that's why I ended up in Canada. Awesome. That's so beautiful too, because that's such a refreshing adult result, <laughs> you know, you know, you acknowledge that it's a great friendship. Now you can continue to enrich each other's lives just in a different way. So and you got to be put on the path to Canada, which obviously was life changing for you. So
1: yeah, and a lot of people don't believe that. A lot of people don't believe it. A lot of people are like, really? Yeah. Are you friends? And I'm like, no, yeah, listen, we're not enemies. We didn't stay together long enough to hate each other. We decided that it was time and it was time, right? Love that. So, so yeah, and he's amazing. So he he, is a great person. So that's great. It would be a loss to not have him in my life.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) But moving to a different country was always in your plans, right? Even since childhood, you always kind of had that in the back of your mind that you were going to end up somewhere different. It was so
1: crazy. I always thought that I wanted to live somewhere else. I I was—I remember—I was like probably like eight years old or something—and and and I would say I would love to marry someone from a different culture because if I got bored living here, I could move into his own culture and learn. I don't know what I was talking about.
0: I was eight. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think that there is two different types of people, though, right? You have the people that either have that curiosity for other cultures and to explore everything else that is out there, and then there are people who just don't possess that that drive to leave their home and their sense of familiarity, which I find that so interesting. There's no way, you know, that's right or wrong. Of course, I have people in my life who are both types. But yeah, you're definitely one of the curious ones like me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And there are people who would never consider leaving their moms or their parents or whatever. And like, and I just always had it in me to say like, Oh, I would love to go to Europe. Or Canada, well, they were always like my both choices. Europe, like very <laughs> big, broad option. And Canada,
0: I have no idea why I ever said Canada, but I just said Canada. So so yeah, mm. it's,
1: it's interesting that I ended up here.
0: Yeah, definitely. Same as me as well, because Canada was, I had that drive to go and, and explore different places. And Canada, for some reason, just never was on my list. And it was because I met a Canadian, and that's why I'm here. Oh, so <laughs> They
1: are so lovely. They just get you. But, yeah, they, they just, just do. They're very nice people. Holy moly, they are. <laughs>
0: So what was your first impressions of Canada then? So had you ever been to this part of the world before or um, what was that your first time landing there? Okay, so
1: it was my first time in Canada uh, and I landed in Toronto, but I, uh, we had a two or three hour drive to a rural area of Canada, of southern Ontario, a little town called Watford, Watford, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, very small community, I think like 2,000 people probably. And probably like a million cat uh, cows and uh, <laughs> barn cats and <laughs> so it was it was interesting landing somewhere where I was like, Oh, this looks very much like some farms of Colombia, you know? Mm. <laughs> Although cows were a little hairier and that's it. And I was like, Oh, they have longer fur. Look at that. Isn't that adorable? But anyway, like it was it was um <laughs> it was interesting. It was very quiet. I wasn't expecting it to be so quiet. I was expecting more like I really, really wanted to move to Toronto. But it was discussed and it was definitely not in, it wasn't even a considered possibility. So I was like kind of down by that because I do like big cities. I like the independence that the city gives you. You can take yeah. a taxi. You can take the bus here. You can take the train or the subway, whatever, and go anywhere. When you live in a rural area, if you don't have a car and we didn't have a car then. So if, if you don't have a car, you're like stuck. You're stuck and you have nothing to, do. <laughs> exactly. It's it very boring and lonely.
0: Especially when you're trying to start over in a new country as well. It's easier in a big city because you can meet more people easier. You have the hustle and bustle of things to do and to build your career as well. Um, but I guess every, every place has pros and cons because I'm also in the middle of nowhere and um, ended up <laughs> where I am. So the smaller towns, they have maybe a tighter sense of community and like more nature related activities it's, it's way like you said more quiet peaceful slower pace so yeah yeah it's interesting what were some of the challenges that you faced directly as a result of not moving to a city because I know there are there might be people listening who are considering leaving a city to go more rural or maybe people are deciding do I move to a big city or a smaller town so yeah I'm interested to know what you found the differences to be
1: okay so I think that One of them was, I think that that's when my insecurity with language came up. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed that some of the people that I was interacting with weren't really interested in what I had to say. So then it started, I started wondering, is it, is it because I'm a woman? Is it because my English is not very good? Is it because I'm an immigrant? Is it because I'm Colombian? Then you start wondering like all these insecurities jump, jump up and they're like, oh, yes, yeah, because of this because of that. And it just turns out maybe it's because just people are not really interested in oh, there are people that are not part of their community yet or whatever. So I started wondering all these things and I think that it really hit me, it hit me and like how insecure I felt. I felt very insecure, Mm -hmm. and I feel that if if I had been in a city, I would have been able to join a dance class or a French class or whatever, and I would have interacted with people who were going through the same thing that I was, and then I wouldn't feel so alone. Because I did feel many times that I was surrounded by people, but I had no one to talk to. So it's like one of the worst feelings ever, being surrounded by people but feeling alone. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like that. And I still, to this point, I can't tell you what it was. If it was just the community or if it was me or it could have been both, you know. But many times, like, we would talk to people who would talk over me. And and they would not just acknowledge what I had to say. And I was like, I'm right here. Like, why are you talking about immigration when I'm right here? Like, oh, yeah, because those immigrants, blah, blah, blah. And I was like... I am an immigrant.
0: (laughs) 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 Okay. Yeah. Those, that's when the small town, you know, the people we were referencing that maybe haven't left Canada in their whole life and hasn't, you know, they've not really explored other points of view and other cultures. You can really pick them out in the small town. And there goes the,
1: what we were talking about too, like the expectation. You're expecting people to be welcoming and to do these things. And, and you're on, you don't really think like, Oh no, they're, they're humans who, have lived their lives and will, some of them will be very welcome and some won't. And it doesn't make them horrible people. It's just the way it is,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's putting that responsibility on other people, which mm-hmm. is just never going to end well. You know, Oh, I expect these people to do this. It's like, no, you just have to put that expectation on yourself to make those moves and find your people. And it just takes a bit more work, maybe. But yeah, I totally resonate with that.
1: Yes. It takes a little longer, but I'm
0: an English speaker, right? I'm a native English speaker, obviously. So. I felt all of those things too, because you speak to somebody, in my experience, and it's all about the accent, right? Oh my gosh, you're English, oh, I love your accent, oh, and it's just everything, your whole identity is suddenly being an immigrant, being a newcomer, being different, Mm -hmm. sticking out, you know, being the new person in town, and it's just the focus, and it's, you know, there's so much more to me than just being from England, so that was really my frustration, so... Add in the fact that you're learning English, or you have that insecurity added on top. Yeah, I can't imagine.
1: And I didn't have it before. I became very, mm. very insecure then. So then I started yeah. like monitoring what I was saying. Is it because I'm just mispronouncing? And then I started like monitoring what I what I had to say, and it was just nah, it just doesn't end well. It's too much thinking. But yeah, it, it, it's just you have to try a little harder, especially like what I, I like what you just said. I, uh, that it, there is a lot of attention drawn on you and mm-hmm. sometimes you're not ready for it. So if you're not ready for it, you're not going to do anything positive with it. Right? So you can take it, take things personally and stuff. So, so yeah, it was, I think that if I had been in a city, It would have been a little different. Oh, definitely.
0: You would have met more Colombians too. I feel like that would have been a huge thing. Just meeting English people at the beginning was a real big win for me. I would go to Toronto specifically to like British networking events just to hear my accent and, you know, (laughs) have my people. So that's a good thing about the city.
1: Yeah. But you know what, Kate? You know what? One thing that I've noticed too, that maybe sometimes it's not exactly about meeting people from your city or from your country. It's meeting people that you have a connection with. Yeah, Because I've met Colombians and I am like, oh, very nice talking to you. It was nice meeting you, but definitely not someone that I would have a connection with. And I've met people from other countries. Like my friends are from Guatemala. The other one is from Mexico. I have Canadian friends. And, And so it's not just necessarily that you only need people from your own country to feel like you're home. You just need someone to resonate with your story somehow, and that's it. And so it's difficult to do when you live in a rural area.
0: Definitely. And um, also, we've spoken about it before on the podcast. It came up when we were talking about languages and how actually meeting up with people and speaking Spanish in your case is actually going to slow that whole process down for you. And you're not going to be practicing English and integrating and, you know, really pushing yourself into Canadian culture. So there's a whole balance that you have to try and find it's yeah it's a difficult one really
1: exactly yeah
0: (laughs) so going back to the your connections point I love that because you actually you wrote something before this interview out to me and I really loved it and I wanted to read it out you said it's not about making friends it's about building meaningful relationships with people and you know it's not about finding a job it's about finding a place where that you work and it builds your stability financially and doesn't put your mental health in jeopardy so these I just—it just made me think, like these to-dos or milestones that that we set ourselves to achieve as newcomers to a new country. They don't really have like the correct goal behind them. <laughs> you can easily get distracted by these goals that are set by you know social pressures, like the quantity of friends that you have, but you know the quality. Same with your career. I just love that that, that you mentioned that small shift in goal setting. Um, you know, to actually really chase the things that will bring you happiness.
1: Yeah, then rather than being a checklist on your yeah. refrigerator, I need to get a job by tomorrow, I need to have 10 friends by the end of the month. Things don't work that way. And especially if you're an adult, even if you don't have like, let's say, let's talk about uh, making friends. When you, you When you move to a new country, it's going to be hard to make friends. Even if you are from the same country and you move within cities, you're going to find it hard to make friends, right? Because yes. that's life especially if you don't have kids and you're an adult then you don't you don't have those parent friends that you can talk to while your kids play games or whatever or the playground or whatever
0: or school it's like that really awkward age where it's we're before kids but we're after school so it's like you're kind of just in limbo floating around like hey how do I meet people this is very strange exactly um, and it's really embarrassing to talk about I don't understand why it's like oh friends like I need friends it's like an embarrassing thing but I don't think it should be it's literally a natural part of moving to a new country. It's a struggle that everyone will face, so... So absolutely,
1: absolutely. But, but when you are from a, a country where people don't speak English and you move to an English-speaking country, then you kind of think like, oh, I'm not making friends because I am not good with English, or oh, because my English or my accent is too strong. So all these insecurities come to to yeah. play jokes on you, <laughs> to just play games. And the same thing for like a job. You're like, oh, I didn't get this job because I'm from Colombia. I didn't get this job because I'm from India, or because you know, like, and you start like yeah. building all these insecurities that have absolutely no. Nothing to do with the reason why you didn't get it. And also, would you actually want to work there or do you just want to prove yourself that you can get a job? Anyone can. So that's why I said it's not about working somewhere. I mean, I know you need to pay, pay bills, but at the end of the day, it's working somewhere that is not going to steal your peace and is not going to affect your mental health negatively.
0: Yeah. And can I just say, as a native English speaker as well, for anyone listening that does have those insecurities, People, I, well, me anyway, I won't speak for everybody, but I absolutely have so much respect and I I just love the, love people that have learned a different language and I find it so inspiring and I actually really like those people naturally because you are speaking in an accent and you're speaking, you know, it's obvious that you've learned a new language. I think that's awesome and I feel like a lot of people feel that way, you know, English speakers will hear accents and, and that's why you know, even for me, it's like, oh, your accent, blah, blah, blah. but it's, it comes from a good place. And you do have that interesting thing about you to attract people to you and to make those friendships. So maybe trying to switch it in your head that way, that it's actually a positive tool for you to be like, yeah, I'm actually from Colombia, and I speak Spanish, and I've learned English, and that it's your story that makes you the most interesting person in the room. So maybe twist it that way. Yeah.
1: And you have mentioned something really interesting. So accent. Um I kind of want to help people understand that you there's no such thing as a good or a bad accent there's just accents that you're more exposed to and accents that you haven't right like when you hear an irish person talk if you don't talk with irish people often then you're going to have a hard time right understanding but i don't see any irish people being apologetic for having an accent well you have to try hard to understand me that's it yeah that's who i am exactly your accent is part of who you are it's part of your identity and there's nothing embarrassing about it so I try to I try to I, I created this little account called Hello Accent uh-huh. with that in mind being like, hey, let's just forget about the fact that uh, that you're only good at speaking English if you sound like a native speaker.
0: hmm. That would be so boring. It, exactly. you know, we're all different and we have different things that have built who we are. Yeah.
1: Like I only like myself if I sound like someone else. no. That's no, not, no, that's not
0: the way it should be. And we can understand you with an accent. Yeah, exactly. Like you have a Colombian accent or whatever accent, and you're speaking English. I can understand you. The, yeah. and, the words are still English. And so. if you are
1: uh, being, if you're feeling guilty of the way you talk, or people are making you feel insecure, then you're maybe hanging out around with the wrong, with the wrong uh, crowd. Exactly.
0: I love this. This is the Colombian positivity coming through, you guys. <laughs>
1: Oh, it took me a while to get where I am. Trust me. I wasn't this positive person when I moved to Canada. I was like, no, this is not the dream that I was promised. I was struggling, honestly. I was struggling mentally. I was struggling to to find myself and to understand this move. And can I do it? And if you had followed me at first when I started posting stuff on social media, you probably would have unfollowed me by now because you were like, no, she's too negative. I was just going through so much. But it took me a while to get where I am to where I am and I'm happy that I'm here yeah I'm enjoying the ride
0: yeah it's it's a totally jarring experience like you're starting over and you do naturally get to a place where you are like who am I really in Canada because you're in a new place so it means you're a new person in a way so it's like okay who do I want to be I I maybe have to change my career I have to you know adapt to a different culture in a different way so yeah, that's a lot of, it's a really jarring experience, like yeah. I said. But, yeah. um...
1: When you communicate in a second language, your personality changes too. Mm. And there are things mm-hmm. that were part of you that you can't show in a second language, either because you don't have the skills or because you realize that it's culturally not acceptable. Or like, you know, like sometimes like Colombians have really dark humor.
0: I remember this about David. Oh no, it was the my Mexican guest where the my Mexican guest said that you just joke about dying. You're like, "I'm oh, you killing die. Like, oh,
1: yeah, exactly. Oh, I want to kill this person." Oh my god, they were just getting on my nerves. And people are like, "Oh, kill." They said, "Kill." No, it's like so aggressive. Exactly. Like I used to I used to joke about selling a kidney in the black market. Oh my god, you can eliminate this if this is too dark for the, for your podcast, but oh, I would no, be I'm like for I love it. I would be like, "Oh no, this is so expensive, man. I feel like I have to sell a kidney or something and it would just be a a running joke that whenever you say it in Canada it's like nobody laughs (laughs)
0: and they're like you You really are you're gonna gonna do that no you
1: don't have to how much money do you need maybe you can open an OnlyFans or something (laughs) think think less dramatically so then all those things that you're like okay maybe I shouldn't make those jokes and it and also along those lines that are other things that you realize They were okay in your culture, but they're not okay here. So you have to Mm. change the way you communicate those ideas without stopping being yourself. So you do have to transform and that's what people do it's an
0: experience for for everyone moving to a new country too going back to my experience i speak english but it's the same thing the humor in england is very dry very sarcastic I and i say that. things <laughs> yeah i say things that are so off board like and then the canadians like you said they understand it to be re- like what i'm actually saying even my fiance is like we're going to do what and i'm like well obviously not like we're going to drive off of this cliff like <laughs> He's like, we are like, no, it's a joke. I, I think that's a terrible example. No, that was you know
1: funny. I, mean? I I I love Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love him too. He
1: is just his humor is
0: just uh, I love it. He's- his new show Afterlife is it's so amazing. Amazing. If people
1: haven't watched it, they should. It's life changing. Have you seen the second season?
0: Yep, I have. Well, I haven't finished it, but I'm. Oh, I'm I haven't. Nearly but finished. It's, just,
1: it. it's funny how you go from laughing and cracking up yeah, to like. Yeah wanting to cry and call your loved ones and remind them that you love them right yeah it's
0: awesome so good yeah so what tips then do you have to share if someone is struggling in the ways that we've talked about maybe they're feeling insecure you know I think we've covered it really you know if you're feeling insecure everyone is it's a shared experience and celebrate who you are but any tips that really helped you back in the day when you were going through more darker times Mm,
1: work on your mental health uh, acknowledge those things about you that are causing you not to feel happy, not to feel content, and not to enjoy the moment. If you don't work on your mental health, you're going to have a m- bigger difficulty adapting to whatever situation that life in Canada brings you. And it could be the smallest problem, but it'll become a three times worse thing than it needs to be, right? Like if you're suffering from anxiety, if you're feeling like a little depressed, talk to someone who can help you out find professional help, talk to a friend, acknowledge what are th- those things are, evaluate yourself and acknowledge what um, barriers you're putting in front of you and learn to jump over them because mental health is a big, big step and a big part of the process to, to be in. To I don't like to say be happy because happy is like such a high emotion. Just you're happy. You're like up here. You're sad. You're like down here. It was like extremes. But I would say that all you need to do is just enjoy the moment.
0: Yeah. Right. I agree. And I think happiness, it can be mistaken as a final destination. It sounds so cheesy, yeah. but it's not, it's it's just not true. You're not aiming for eternal happiness. It's never going to happen, guys. It's
1: unsustainable. You cannot be Extremely happy today. Now in one hour, no, it's exhausting. But just yeah. be content. life will
0: always be naturally up and down. You'll always yeah. have times where you feel down, and that's totally okay. It's human. It's part of life. So moving to a new country is is really just learning to live with that roller coaster and. Yeah, the, the downs will get less and less over time. And it's just be having patience with the experience, I think, as mm-hmm. well. Patience with yourself. You know, you're learning at your own pace. You might see someone from your native country that's just flying socially. They have so many friends. They are speaking English really, you know, much better than you. All of these things and these insecurities. But... Yeah, it's, it's really your own journey and it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, don't compare and yeah, like you yeah, said, just I was embrace going, the day.
1: I was going to say that like, and, and, and allow yourself to be negative about things. Some things are negative. Like people are being mean to you. Allow yourself to feel sad about it. You don't have to be like, Oh, I'm so grateful. No, listen, mm-hmm. everybody's journey is different and everybody's connections to people are different and everybody lives life i don't know like we can't look at social media and expect to have a life exactly like it is portrayed on social media media and curated on social media right oh it's a
0: trap people. it's a trap
1: exactly <laughs> it's not true so allow yourself to be sad allow yourself to 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 feel homesick but learn to move on get up dust off move on life goes on and 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 it's a worth journey. Like I like, uh I read a book by a psychiatrist who was in Auschwitz. He's a survivor of the Holocaust, and his name is Victor Frankl. I think. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. And he wrote a little book saying, "Say yes to life in spite of everything." Mm. And it's true. Keep living. It. You don't have to be happy all the time, but just keep moving forward. Life in Canada will be worth your time.
0: I think. Oh. What a good way to end the episode. This has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so, so much for your time. I feel just so nourished. Like we've had a, a, what do you call it, a therapy session. Oh, you're so sweet.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. And I, uh, just let me know and let's promote this episode too. I'll, I'll let my, I'll let my people know. (laughs) You tell your people. (laughs) I'll I'll tell tell my my people. people. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Let's tell our people.
0: (laughs) No, but thank you so much. Now, before we end, I do want to run through how people can connect with you because you have so many different things on the go. You mentioned Hello Accent, your social media, you have a new project that you're working on coming out this summer. So tell us about what you're doing right now and then how people can can follow you.
1: Okay, awesome. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm, I don't, I'm not a very uh, big TikToker or anything, but on Instagram, I'm a little more active. You can find me as Elizabeth Express um
0: she's hilarious guys <laughs>
1: you're so sweet you are too kind oh my goodness my uh self-confidence has gone through the roof now today <laughs> um so you can find me on there and i try to make like sketches that just depict how i feel about life in canada and my job as a teacher and this is, i call it a sancocho which means it's like a soup with a lot of ingredients in it that's what my oh, account is i like it. <laughs> i just don't have i am not the kind of person who can talk about only one thing and one thing only i talk about mental health i talk about my job i talk about funny things that happen to english speakers and stuff like that so uh and i also have another account called hello accent where i basically share uh, specifically tips on how to speak english better or how to gain confidence right it's more catered to people who are learning right uh, just uh, mm-hmm. focused on English learning. And um, I am also expecting to be part of a summer project called Them Ones. And it's a web series for now as a web series. I play Lolita, a Dominican mom to a teenager who is adorable. And I'm also the mom of another teenager who is just really lazy. And it's just funny. It depicts the life of youngsters in Toronto and, and other things. So I'm excited about that. So if you can go and follow them once official on social media, that would be nice as well. And yeah, that's pretty much what I have in the works um i appreciate this this time to talk about this and it's like yeah like you said like a therapy session you know what it's nice talking to people who with minds alike Like something.
0: thank you so so much for listening As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week.